0: This is The Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, uh, show number 516, recorded on December 9th, 2021. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the average guy.tv studios here in a snowy well not yet, Mike. Do you think we're gonna they've been talking all week?
1: We're snow tomorrow, to, right? Or snow tomorrow tomorrow night to, into Friday? I, I think we might. We'll
0: Substantial see. is what I heard, or yeah. at least, you know. They we have these terms if you if you don't live in snow environments, we have this nuisance. They call it a nuisance snow. Just enough. Not enough to plow, but you know, enough to cause, you know, to cause problems.
1: People to still drive uh uh, like like doofuses.
0: Have you heard any? Have you heard any amounts so far? No, as far as I think, I heard one to. Three. I just got the
1: alert on my phone. That's all I got. Okay. Like, oh, okay. Apparently, snow's coming. later.
0: Well, I bought a new. I I I bought a new heater for the shed. We'll talk about it in the post show. I've been. You know, you buy those things, and you're like, come on, cold weather. Sixty five today.
1: <laughs> it, <laughs> it was, was gorgeous <laughs> today. I really liked. It. Yeah, it was nice. I know.
0: I've been. Uh, the last two days have been beautiful. I need to get outside some more. I just haven't got out there. Anyways. Hopefully you're the weather is great where you're at, and you're getting outside. And of course, we'll post the this show with some world class show notes out at theaverageguy.tv. Hey, something I'm trying new that I want you guys to join me on, and that is noon central. So noon central on Saturdays, I'm going to premiere this show. So the one we're recording right now, I'm going to premiere it on YouTube at noon, and I'll be there. So my Production, you know the the podcast production now is pretty um pretty standard. Every week, I uh, Friday nights I do the video, the audio, the video. I upload it; it's all ready to go. I do ask the podcast coach with Dave Jackson on Saturday mornings, nine thirty. We're done at eleven. I start on the show notes by noon. I have everything uploaded, titled, ready to go. And what I thought is, why don't I just set this as a premiere and it will go live, yeah. right at noon, and then we could share it again together. Now, for those of you listening live, maybe that's not you, but for it, for future weeks, I'll be doing this for, I don't know, maybe all of 2022. And I'd love you, if you can't join me live on, on Thursday, join me live on Saturday. Just come out and watch the premiere, and I'll be there in the chat room. With you Yeah, it,
1: and for for this Saturday, Jim, especially since people listening to the show won't know about it right until it premieres. Mm-hmm. Uh, only our live people will. Maybe um maybe for the first two weeks, I know people don't like at everyone's in Discord because everyone in the channel gets an oh, alert. But I think yeah. for certain times like this, at everyone, Jim, in the general, and just say hey, by the way, yeah, we're, we're gonna start doing this premiere thing. It's at noon, and uh maybe do it right at noon on Saturday or ten minutes before that way they can all come out. I love YouTube premieres. I yeah. actually watch those a lot and. It's, it's funny because I would watch that video anyway, um, but I just like how there's a chat involved. And so everyone's chatting live while they're watching it. Um, so it's almost like you get to experience it twice. There's the live and then there's the the premiere. So I, don't, yeah. I, I like the idea, Jim.
0: Yeah, well, and I'll be there. Um, I'm spending the second half from noon to one. I spend socializing the podcast in various places, whatever. Listening, I'm listening to the Cigar Authority the whole time. <clears throat> but I'll be in chat. So if you want to jump in there and say hi or whatever and join us on the premiere, we'll, we'll be doing that for the foreseeable future I'll be talking about on in, in future podcasts as well. And uh, if you want to join me doing that Noon Central on YouTube Premiere, it might be a great idea just to subscribe to The Average Guy. Dot, no, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, so it's just Jim Collison on YouTube, if you want to go out there. We have a live one, TheAverageGuy.tv. That's what we're on right now. I pull it down from there, edit it. Push it up to my own YouTube channel. Subscribe to that. Ah, uh, fourteen hundred of you or so subscribe to that channel. You'll get a notification about a premiere being available for you. So it'd be a good a good opportunity to go and subscribe. Did you want to say something? I no, heard you, I heard you breathe.
1: Well, I was going to say, and this one might be a good one to watch the video version of. But then I remember, Jim, that I'm having screen sharing issues. Uh, so I was going to screen share a lot more tonight than I think I will.
0: You know what? While I'm talking, drop some pictures in Discord, and I'll just share them from, from straight from discord here. Can, can you do that? Like, put them in, you send, put them, send them to me in discord and I'll just bring them up as sure. we're going along. Yeah, yeah Do that, while, good, yeah. I'm, do yeah, that yeah. while I'm talking. Big thanks to Jay Madison who joined us last week and Jay always just does a bang up job. And so Jay, thanks for coming on. And it's just so interesting. He's just so neat about everything. He's the opposite of me. I just, I destroy everything. <laughs> when I'm putting PCs together, there's blood over everything. Cause I've cut my fingers <laughs> on all of the sharp parts and stuff. Right. Uh, Jay's got his act together. So a uh, big thanks to Jay for, for coming on last week, being a part of it. Big, also big thanks to our Patreon supporters. It's the beginning of the month and uh, always reminded, uh, for you guys, thank you for supporting the show, uh, each and every month. Many of you do. And uh, many of you are listening, uh, do that as well. If you want to, I have a $5 plan. It doesn't get you a ton. It's just a big thank you to me. And I I appreciate that. Thanks for, thanks for doing that. Um, You do get access to, it's an easy way of getting the video, the live video, the whole thing. You could get that on YouTube, but I could send it to you in an email on Patreon if you want to do it that way. Or you can get the audio version of it on Patreon that you can download. So if you want to do that as well. And plus, if you're a Patreon supporter and you want to just chat, just Give me a shout. I'll jump on and chat with you. It'd be fun to do that. We've had, uh, we featured a bunch of you this fall. Thanks to our Patreon um, supporters for doing that as well. Post-show, I'll talk a little bit. I got, uh, I got a a cool new tool. I told, I've told you guys, I've been on a little bit of a tool binge. And I got a new, I got another new one because I can't stop. (laughs) Can't stop, won't stop is what my daughter would say. Can't stop, won't stop. And uh, and so we'll talk about that here in the post show, Mike. You've had nothing but trouble. <laughs> With your Unraid box,
1: that that is an under the understatement of the year, Jim. Um, yeah, there has been issue after issue after issue uh, with Unraid, and I want to be very clear at the beginning of this: it has nothing to do with Unraid the software. Um, Unraid itself is has always been rock solid for me; I've never had any issues. Um, but my particular box over the last few weeks has just been throwing up so many. Random errors and Jim. When we talked about this, I actually, I was trying to apologize uh, to to Bob and team uh, for the, the when we were on the podcast with them because I was so distracted. Because right before that podcast, when we were on with them on Think Computers, uh, it, it we had another big crash with stuff and things stopped working. And you know, Jim, this kind of goes back to the conversation you and I have been having uh, over the past few months of of getting rid of of some of my self hosted stuff and. I was really glad, Jim, over the past few weeks that I had decided to move away from NextCloud, right? Because, like, OneDrive, this didn't affect my files. This didn't affect Hannah's files. Um Password manager, it didn't affect because I had moved back to pass So this was one of those instances, Jim, where things out of your control going wrong. Um, like, I, there's no way I could have foreseen this. Maybe I could have foreseen it because the hardware's ten years old. That's probably why I should foresee issues. Um, but all of a sudden, when my Unraid server is acting up, Plex is just down. Like, to 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 be honest, like realistically, yes, NAS storage, but I only use that when I'm editing videos. Um, Plex was down and our, well, the other big one for me, I guess was home automation because home assistant for me, that VM runs on unraid. So both of those um, start to go down, but so, you know, cause you want, you now for yourself hosting stuff, you use pretty much the cloud for everything, right? Like channels for you. If your main media server went down, what all would you lose? Like in sense of like, okay, I can get this back up for the time being though. X, Y, and Z is down.
0: Yeah. I don't have any stored media at all. Anymore, uh, all okay. pictures, all movies. We don't, you know. We if we really want to watch the movie and we own it, we just pull the DVD out and it goes in the Xbox. You yeah, know. Right. Um, no, no, no longer. Nor, by the way, I, I did bring my Drobo back to life. Mm. Maybe, maybe I'll talk about that here. At the yeah, end we show. should. We yeah, should. Yeah, yeah, remind me. Uh, uh, I got it back. Uh, there's a little story behind that too. But um no, i and I've gone. You know, we're either recording it from HD home runs into channels. Or now I'm just watching channels. I mean, I've kind of, I just don't, if we want a movie, we go to the service that has it. Right. <laughs> or go to the theater because you can now. So yeah, yeah. no, it's kind of kind of old school that way maybe.
1: Well, and and that's where I was glad I, I had kind of made the switch. So, you know, long story short, the, the server was having a bunch of issues and guys, this was one of those things where for a week straight and, and the, I, I, you know, my Plex server, um, certain friends and family have access to it and I'm getting texts a lot saying this won't work and why, you know, it's down and, and times where I didn't know it was down. And so I start looking into it and my poor wife like didn't see me every single night for like a week because I was, I would like reformat a drive thinking that was it. It would, it would work for a while and then it wouldn't. Right. And so, um, what i thought it was and what worked for a little bit was replacing the cache drive in unraid so i had an ssd it's actually still right here i had, was going to throw it away until we find out what the real culprit was it was not this ssd so i had this ssd in here it was a 500 gig drive um i ordered a new crucial one terabyte i throw it in there and it, and it works right but this was the problem it kept working for a little bit and then it wouldn't and i would go look in the logs and there was just like faults everywhere And the weird part was, Jim, the the reason I should have known this soft like my hardware was going bad was because I could do a clean shutdown when everything was working great, fire it back up, and like Plex would be like, I don't have my config file. And things would be like, I'm like, well, it was just there. I would go look at the config file, and sure enough, it was empty. And luckily I and I had to pull from all my backups. And so I like I kept pulling from backups. So things that when you clean shut down, you have no issues, you fire back up. Things shouldn't just like be missing. Um, I would launch a Docker and all of a sudden all my shares would just disappear. I had no more shares and then the, the server would lock up. Um, so it was bad hardware, right? Um, we've talked about this. I've been limping along a motherboard that was made in 2011 along with an i7-3770. Nothing wrong with that CPU. I actually think I could probably sell. I don't think the CPU is bad. I could probably sell the CPU. I think it was probably the motherboard. Um, but in, in any event, I use this as an opportunity to just completely gut and rebuild. And, you know, so there's a few concerns here. Number one was, you know, I have never done a move of Unraid from one system to another because all my drives were going to stay the same. All my hard drives were fantastic. Um, even my cache drives. You know, I'm like, I'm going to keep everything the exact same. I'm swapping motherboard, CPU, and RAM. Uh, it's really what I'm doing. Uh, so I, I did take the opportunity. I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to upgrade, I, I want to go big. Um, and not, not not super big, right? We're not talking like Threadripper here. But I did upgrade, um, went AMD this time. And I did go with the latest gen Ryzen. So I went with a Ryzen 5 5600X, uh, which I love this CPU. It's absolutely fantastic. Motherboard, you guys can debate me on if I made the right choice or not. I found a good deal on a B550. Um now I should probably have gone X570 um on the motherboard chipset for AMD and you know if you really want to get nerdy about this between X570 and B550 you know x570 really just is kind of like there's no limitations with it you get kind of full uh lanes to the cpu to the bridge which means you know everything just works well right but for my unraid server um i actually went with an asus strix it's actually a gaming motherboard uh, but it has all the features that i really want it's got a lot of pci slots um you know good ram support for dims can support ryzen 5 and going forward so i did i went with the um Oh geez. The ROG Strix B550 Gaming F motherboard, for those of you guys who will, who will know the, the details of that. And then the Ryzen processor. And this time I did upgrade to 32 gigs of RAM, which that is like, I think nowadays for a server yeah.
0: necessary. It's the minimum. I think it's the minimum. Yeah, agreed. If you're gonna run, if you're gonna run any virtual machines on there, sure. right? You, you know, or, yeah, Or dockers, like you, you need it. Uh, and I I have one that's got thirty-two and I'm wishing it had sixty-four
1: at this yeah. point. And yeah. and that was actually I future proofed myself there too. I got two um sixteen gig DIMS. So that way I could still get two more. Yeah. And upgrade to sixty four in the future. So four. So four so, and it
0: supports up to sixty four on the board?
1: uh so it's worth four. up the 128. Okay, good. On, good. The, on the board. So I yeah. just did two dims. so I only have two of the four filled, so if I ever want to add, I can just yeah. buy two more 16 gig sticks and throw yeah. it in there. I'd bu- I just um, buy them. Like,
0: I'd I, I honestly, I would give it 2 months and I just buy them. I probably Don't, will. Yeah, you should. That, that, that's not unless I know you. <laughs> yeah. You're going to want it. and I know. You're it's not something you need today and it's not like the price is going to change that radically. You just spend a bunch of cash. Yeah. Like <laughs> let the
1: this is let an expensive the, upgrade. Let, yeah, we'll say that.
0: Let that settle in. But then in two or three months, buy, buy the other. You, you will be so glad you did. Because RAM's not getting any cheaper. The, it, yeah. And, it's, and even, even older RAM is not getting any cheaper. It's just, I. that's the one thing I wish is I'm running all this crypto stuff is I just wish I always had more RAM. And I always cheaped out on the RAM. And that's always the dumbest thing to cheap out on.
1: It really it, is. It really is. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, after doing this all, I had really second-guessed myself on, did I make the right choice? Um, th- there's a, Actually, I'll tell the story in a second about ordering all this stuff. Um, but when I ordered it, I'm like... <sighs> Mike, this is an Unraid server. Do you really need the latest gen? Genera- so now, right. my Unraid server, with the exception of the graphics card, is more powerful than the gaming PC I'm talking to you on. Uh, my gaming PC, not by much. My right, my gaming PC is a Ryzen five three thousand six hundred. This is the new Ryzen five five thousand six hundred, latest fifth gen. Um, the motherboards are pretty comparable. Actually, I run an X five seventy in this build, and that's an X. Uh, that's a B50. 550. I can keep getting these things right. Um, So I was kind of concerned, but then you know what? As soon as I got it fired up and I just started loading everything on, um, (laughs) with that i7-3770, I was pegged at like 100% right before I shut it all down with everything I was trying to run, I was trying to run too much. This thing runs at like 18% with the exact same stuff plus more. Um, so I was like, okay, that was definitely the right decision. Cause now it's future proofing uh, as, as we go forward.
0: Well, and you can always, let's just say in the future that can be switched to a gaming rig. If you it completely good, if you want to, you know, say, yeah. you, you know, say you may go a little more traditional on the server side, you start running some stuff, you know, you know I'm gonna, put some, I'm gonna put a blade server in here. Like then now you've got a now you have a gaming box that can For step sure. down and do some of the game. I don't think you ever lose when you buy good hardware. You just no. never. You just it it can always be repurposed, reused, put in another place. So I don't. I wouldn't second guess it. I think in the way you use Unraid, uh, I
1: you know you need some overhead. You had that thing. Paid. Yeah. I, I know, <laughs> you know, well, it, well, cause this was the thing, um, and, and, you know, and this might've led to a premature failure on the hardware. What I had just done was not too long. I can't remember if I talked about this on the show. I went from, you know, I had been running blue iris or uh, a sighthound. I was blue. People know blue iris as a, the, the, the right. NVR, right. For your security cameras around your house. I actually use sighthound, uh, but it's my, my NVR. I had been running that on a dedicated just old Dell Optiplex. But I was like, man, why am I running two boxes? Because that's definitely more power than I more like actual electricity power that I need to be running. So I had consolidated that onto a Windows VM. And that was really my issue, right? That i 7 was not meant to run everything I was running on it, plus another Windows VM. Um, but now this it runs like an absolute dream. And a big part of me doing that was actually finally enabling VLANs on Unraid. So my Unraid box can now access my main LAN that everything's on. But then my one VLAN um, for security is accessed by that one VM. So my Windows 10 VM that runs Sighthound is actually on my security camera network, um, which is nice. So I finally got the v, the VLANs all working in Unraid. So real quick on the ordering. This was interesting, Jim. So this all happens on Monday. And I go back and forth, and Hannah's like, I am not dealing with you the same way you've been <laughs> for the last week. Order it now. Oh, like, just, Hannah. Just I do it. Hannah. Just, just get, cause you go, yeah. cause and, you know, cause I just stress about it and yeah. I don't, you know, and then yeah. I'm down here trying to fix it. And she's like, just order it. She goes, you're going to do it anyway. Like what's the difference <laughs> between now and like a week from now, it's just one more week of you <laughs> stressing over this. Um, so, and she was right. So I went on Amazon and I ordered the motherboard, the CPU and the Ram. And it was like going to be here Wednesday. This is Monday. I'm like, sweet. Going to be here Wednesday. That works. Wednesday rolls around, it still says on Amazon going to show up today, but it hasn't shipped. And I'm like, okay, well, sometimes that happens if it's if it's at the Omaha facility, it'll like go from not ship to ship to arriving today in the same like and within like an hour.
0: We have a brand new gigantic uh Amazon facility here in Omaha now, which is great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and so that's why I wasn't worried about it. But I get the notification. <clears throat> I can't remember what time it was. It was like sometime in the afternoon. I get the notification of like, hey, by the way, uh, your stuff shipped. It's going to be here now Friday. Mm-hmm. And I had already had texts from a bunch of people like, hey, when's this going to be back up? And you know, yeah. I like that. So you're
0: the family. I'm the family guy. guy. Yeah, 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 I'm the yeah.
1: family <laughs> support guy. Um, so I, I'm like, you know what? I wonder if Best Buy has this stuff. So I get that notification. Within five minutes, I have gone onto the Best Buy website, ordered it all, for by the way, $30 cheaper than I paid on Amazon, pick up within an hour at the local wow. Best Buy store wow. within five minutes of my house. Wow. And it made me think, why didn't I just do this Monday? <laughs> like, for you know, I think a lot of us, or maybe it's just me, I default to Amazon. I'm like, Amazon's going to be the fastest, especially for computer hardware stuff. Like, and Best Buy had the exact same setup I was going with the ROG Strix, the B550. The Ryzen five to six hundred, the same exact Vengeance RAM, in stock. In stock within an hour. <laughs> wow! I drove over. I literally placed the order, finished work, drove over. Less than an hour later, yeah. and it was already at the front desk, just like waiting. You just like walk in, you pick it up because you already paid, and you walk out. It's like I was like, wow. Okay, so like, but if you guys are ever in this situation, just check yeah. Best Buy, check Walmart, because some of these local stores you might not have to wait you know, a day for Amazon. It was, it was just available.
0: You, and you know where Amazon got it from the, the, or I mean, uh, Best Buy got it from the Amazon distribution Amazon. Started.
1: That was, that was actually my same delivery. Amazon just chose deliver it to them instead. Yeah, they got no, it. That, that's probably exactly right. Uh, and so at the same time, I was actually able to go on. To, so as I'm walking into Best Buy to make sure I can see my stuff, I log on to Amazon, I can cancel the order. And even though it had already shipped, they said, yep, we were delayed so you can just cancel it. Hmm. So I don't know how it's going to work because they said, we'll refund you within three to five days. I don't know if this stuff's going to end up still showing up my doorstep on Friday, tomorrow, and I have to return it. We'll see. Um, I'm really hoping I'm one of those really lucky people where they give me the refund and the stuff still shows up. Wouldn't that be nice? Then I get a whole other free gaming, right? That would be, (laughs) that would be Mike luck. If we're going to talk about it. But so anyway, so, so that was the story on, on the ordering Um, But I got this all fired up last night, got it all put in. Let me just tell you, with Unraid, it is the easiest drop-dead simple conversion over you could ever imagine. Um, You don't have to worry about what SATA ports to plug it in, what order the drives go in. Because Unraid, if you remember, runs off the USB. So you literally pull out the USB from the old gaming motherboard from the old motherboard, plug it in the new one. It identifies the drives based off their ID and their serial number. So you just as long as it can see everything it saw before, you're good to go. Doesn't matter what port you plug it into. Doesn't matter at all. So I fired it back up. The one thing. I had to remember, uh, this is really the only thing you have to change, is I had had static mappings to that IP address based off the MAC address of the old motherboard. So it got a new IP address. It wasn't my standard IP. So when I went to my bookmark, it was different. I'm like, oh yeah, duh, it's it's not the same MAC address. So I just went to PFSense, found the new one, swapped the static, and then went back uh, to PFSense, rebooted, and, and it was all good to go. So th- it was literally that easy. I was back up and running within i got all the gear here quickly put everything together and within 20 minutes you're back up just like you were before no issues and everything like it's just one of those good feel good moments where you go from having so many issues and i had been having issues for months like this hardware had been on its way out it had been giving me issues to just like blazing fast no issues at all yes give us like give me more things to do, please. The Unraid server is just like asking for more and more. So it's, it's been a very nice last 24 Mm -hmm. hours watching this thing, just not throw up any errors. It it is nice.
0: That is nice. That's a good feeling when you, in your, although there's a little bit of a
1: little letdown at the end. You're like, that's it. I mean, it's done. (laughs) Like, uh, sometimes like, then you're like, I literally today, a little Google search I did was fun another another product to do on Unraid. Right. Like, what's another project right. I can do? Cause now right. I have the overhead before yeah. where I was like, well, I need to pare this down. Now I'm like, Ooh, now I got the power. Um and, and, and I the one thing I didn't mention, guys, it's a ten sixty graphics card that I put back in. So it's still the same GPU. So as far as Plex Transcoding goes, um, just threw the ten sixty back in. Didn't upgrade that couple, um,
0: couple comments in the chat room. Uh, Tony is saying, so we're talking about broken stuff, right? You're talking about, you know, yeah. and he says his wife called. He was working and thought the dishwasher had bit the dust. Hardly anything in stock locally. I was at Lowe's the other night. They had, they were clearing a ton of their appliances for whatever reason. Mm. They had a ton of appliances in the, in the Why center to go, Our appliances
1: are going bad too. <laughs> yeah.
0: You might want to, you might want to check that out. Um, Said, so lucky uh, the trash, uh, the trash in the drain line making a racket and things are OK. So he dodged that bullet. It is, we are in that, we are in that spot um, where well Alex says, uh, we ordered, he ordered a dishwasher because ours was starting to go last year. Took six weeks uh, to get there. And Mike, that's why I was a little surprised, you know, you talk about those parts, be, like, those are pretty specialized I would, I was, yeah. I, w- I was shocked. Yeah.
1: I was shocked. Um, And uh, yeah, abs- especially like the RAM, like the exact RAM that I was going with. It was just, it was weird. And Joe actually mentioned, you know, the 5600 is something that he bought for his server as well. It has something like a 20,000 K or sorry, 20 uh, K pass mark score. True. And what I was coming from that I seven, 3770 has a seven and a half thousand dollar pass mark. So, mm-hmm. or seven and a half, Thousand. I don't know why it's dollar, not dollars. Um, past mark. So jumping from seven and a half to twenty is where I was coming from. That's yeah. why this thing is just—it feels yeah. like it flies. Even just clicking through the Unraid menus yeah. is is wild.
0: Don't fill it up, Weeger. Like, don't like you got some overhead. Leave it. Let it. Let it breathe.
1: It's funny you let say that because the breathe. tool I have is actually all about still pairing back down. Yeah. More, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. So, one thing I want to talk about, and real quick to answer Joe's question, how many streams can the 1060 handle? So, uh, that, that's a really good question. I use. By the way, if you guys are running Unraid, and if you use a um consumer grade, meaning not the P2000 cards from NVIDIA for transcoding. Um, go Google. There is a script that you can have Unraid run and it unlocks the GPU. NVIDIA GPUs are actually locked by the manufacturer to only be able to do three transcodes, no matter what, like that is it. The card can do so much more, but only three, it locks it. Um, there's a very super easy script that you can go find. Um, so my Unraid server, whenever it boots, number one, it goes and tries to grab the latest NVIDIA drivers. Number two, it runs that script and it unlocks the the GPU. So my 1060 can do, uh, it, it's never had an issue. Uh, probably easy 10, 15 streams, uh, maybe more. I don't know. I, like, I've like. i never I've never had an issue with it. And that actually comes into play with the little tool I was just going to talk about. So, you know, Jim was mentioning don't overload it. So one thing I was looking at is uh, what got my brain thinking about this was actually I was wondering, hey, could I start paring down? I have so many hard drives. And the problem with me is I started with four terabyte. And I just kept going with four terabyte drives. I never upgraded to eight, 10, 16. So that means that for the amount of storage I need, I have a ton of drives. Uh, not a ton. Like I think I have 12 drives in that in that machine, including SSDs, which isn't terrible. Um, but one thing I was seeing is okay, could I start paring down my storage usage? And so I started to just, you know, Google around, see what products people were doing with their Unraid servers. And there was this um, application now, H265. Is something that's been around for a while, right? You know, video codecs. So there's traditionally we've all been on H.264 encoding for video files, uh, but H.265 is the latest. And H.265 uh, makes the video files with the same quality a ton smaller size wise. And so I, I had always known about this. And actually, um, Gavin Campbell was on the show a few weeks ago and he had messaged me about um, some different options for paring down all my media to H265. And these and so I was like, oh, and so that, that got my brain turned. So actually, he's the one who got me thinking about, okay, maybe that's a solution for shrinking down storage. Um, what I ended up finding and what I ended up liking was a application called TDAR, T-D-A-R-R. And if you guys give it a, a, a Google, essentially you can run TDAR. You can run on anything. Uh, it runs on Linux, Windows, Mac, I think even. Um, I'm running it in Docker on Unraid. And what TDAR does is essentially an automated way you point it at a folder of media. So for me, I pointed it at the root of my Plex library and it goes in and it looks at all the files and does a health check on them. And it finds all the ones that are not H.265 and gives you a ton of options. There's a ton of nitty gritty here, but I'm kind of summarizing. Um, and it allows you to automatically find those convert them, and then replace the old media. Now, you don't have to replace it. You could put all the new media in a new folder if you wanted to keep all your old original files. Very customizable. But the point of the story here is that it is a very easy tool to go in and convert all your old media to H.265. Now, the thing I love about TDAR is it works in a server node Operation. So there's actually, when I, on my Unraid server, I'm running this in two different Dockers. There's one Docker container for the server. And think of the server as the brains of the operation. So the brains of the operation where it says, okay, here's the root file. Here's all the tasks that we need done. Uh, we need to go and look at all the files and find out which ones need transcoding. And then I'm going to delegate out tasks. So then you have the nodes. And so on my Unraid server, since I have a 1060 graphics card, I said, okay, set up a node server on there. So you have the server, set up the node. So the node says, okay, hey, I have this graphics card, or you can even do it on CPUs. I would recommend doing it on graphics cards just because CPU is going to take a lot of time and a lot of power. So if you have some GPUs, I would recommend that being your node. Um, So it utilizes my 1060 and the server just then sends tasks. So what it does is says, hey, hey, node over here, here's a file, transcode it, send it back to me when you're done. And it utilizes, uh, it does utilize one common cache area where everything kind of like, it's like a loading area, right? So the server pulls the file from wherever like my plex media library puts it in the transcode area and says okay node go grab this file take it do your work and come back and replace it when you're done and it it does that so the great part about that setup is that you can have as many nodes as you want so if you have computers on your network that have graphics cards in them you can put all those to work you know this reminds me of the mining days jim right where you have Mm -hmm. any computer that had a gpu in it can start doing work so what i did was ran a node on this gaming machine that i'm talking to you on right now so i have a 3060 ti in here um this now and you can set it up on a schedule so as long as it's not between 6 p.m and midnight where usually i'm podcasting or gaming or doing something on here um it utilizes this gpu to go ahead and do it so jim if you want to pull up i, I sent you a, a few in discord um the first one is the dashboard so if either one you pull up i can explain yeah, give me give but me just, a
0: second keep talking yeah
1: But so essentially the nice part about this is that it gives a really cool web GUI. And what I like about the GUI is that you can control everything from this web GUI. So if you want to turn off transcoding for a little bit, um, if certain things get hung up, if you want to view stats, this thing is really cool about tracking all the stats of, Hey, how many have I converted? You know, how many different file formats did you have before versus now? What kind of files have I been um transcoding, How many total files do you have that I have in the queue? Um, so for me, I'm like in the thousands, like I, it has thousands of files that's gonna go through and transcode into h two six five. And so yeah, so so here's here's kind of a good example. Uh, so this is the this is the stats page. And what I love about the stats page, and it's, it's a little bit small, you guys might not be able to see it, but it what it shows you is the number of transcodes that have been done and how much space it saved you. So what this is saying on the screen is that, hey, so far we've done 729 transcodes. So it's converted 729 files to H.265. There we go. It has saved over a terabyte of space. So already with those 729, I've saved um, 1,182 gigabytes of space, which is really cool. And so obviously with with 4,307 files total, you can do the math there 4307 729 right we've got we've got roughly you know 3000 some files to go so i'm looking at probably saving about 5 to 6 terabytes of space reclaiming that space on my server just from converting to h265 which i which i think is is really cool so it's a big space saver um so the other cool thing about tdar is after the fact right so we're talking about an initial run of a lot of files But it still continues to monitor that folder going forward. So if you still, you know, if you rip another Blu-ray and you throw it on there, um, it'll do that conversion at that time too. So it continues to monitor those folders for new files that it needs to do, um, which is which is great. So this is something I'll I'll keep running. You know, so there are downsides to H.265 though. So it's not, you know, there's there's always there's always gotchas, there's always caveats. So if you guys are thinking about if you know if you guys want to convert your personal media library to H.265, there's there's probably not too much of an issue with that. But the thing is, playback of H.265 media is is kind of the gotcha. So you need to make sure that your devices that you're consuming this media on can either number one uh, support H.265 and do it well right? So this is where you're talking about kind of your higher end media players, your Apple TVs, your Nvidia shields, right? Like those things aren't going to have any issue with H265. Um, If you're running your media consumption app of choice on a TV, for example, you know, if you're using like the built-in app on Samsung or whatever, you might have an issue playing back. So in that case, What you're going to need to make sure is that your media server has quality transcoding. So for me, uh, I'm not concerned about it because, you know, most I have NVIDIA shields in my house. Um, I, you know, your Windows PC is not going to have an issue with it. Your iPhone's not going to have an issue with it. In the event, though, that I am on a less powered thing, my 1060 is doing my transcoding. So on my Plex server, it uses the 1060, which can transcode probably five or six 4K. H.265 videos without any issue. So so that's not really a problem for me. So just keep that in mind before you start letting this thing rip and converting everything to H.265. Make sure you either have quality transcoding on the server side or you know that all of your devices um, are going to be able to consume this media once you're done.
0: Joe says uh, he played with 264265 the last time he re ripped his collection, had good results for BR and UHD rips but with the older DVDs, the 265 produced larger files. Presum- presumably, he was trying to maintain the noise. Interesting. Uh, okay. okay. It, in the end, I went back to 264 for everything so my crappier TVs could play them back. <laughs> directly right to, yeah. to your point and then except the uhd so they're just dumps from the disc
1: so joe when you were doing that um when you said your crap your tvs could play them back directly were you pulling from a server that didn't have transcode capability because that's really where you're going to run into the issue or or maybe you just didn't want to have to deal with transcoding on the server that that's another thing too but i think if you have a, either a quality cpu that's going to do transcoding or if you're going to do it via a, a graphics card you're you're more than okay especially if you can unlock a graphics card if you're running it in something like linux or unraid
0: mike you've got kind of a new look to your uh to your unraid is this, is this really what it looks like
1: in the at, box? this this is a live this is a live photo um yeah so i just actually took this right before the show and actually so this is kind of cool so i've made a lot of upgrades in the last week i don't want to get the credit card bill next month <laughs> that's not gonna be fun luckily i have it set up to just Auto pay so I don't have to make the choice. (laughs) It's just like, oh yeah, that's gonna happen. Um, anyway, so this is my server rack. And what you don't see in this picture is the actual Unraid server. So below this is actually so right below that screen is actually a printer. Yes, I still run a laser jet printer uh in my server rack. And it is mainly because that is where you would be amazed if you have if you have young kids, by the way, set up a printer. Mine connects to this Raspberry Pi that's uh, right next to that HD Home Run, which is running a cup server, which now allows this 15-year-old laser jet to be accessible via AirPrint. So my kids love coloring. Well, there are a bunch of really good free coloring page websites. So now whenever my kids want to color, my wife, yeah, right there, right next to the Home Run, right to the right of that, you see some cords plugged into it. Yep, right there. That's the Raspberry Pi. Um, That thing is running cup server. And cups is essentially a, essentially a print service. Um, so I have my HP laser jet plugged into the raspberry Pi via USB. So that, so now on my iPhone, I can open up the uh, coloring pages, whatever website we're on and I can just click print and it's an air print printer. And that printer. Now it prints out coloring sheets for my kids. That's all that printer does. And my kids know exactly where to run. They run downstairs, they grab their coloring sheets. So mm-hmm. they'll follow us around the house saying, Hey, can you print Holt? Can you print, you know, this and, that's how we print. So, nice. um, yeah, so talk about having a custom uh, a server rack that's very custom to your needs. This is very custom to my needs. I did need an HP LaserJet in my rack. Um, and then below that is my massive you uh, rose Rosewill case. And you can't see it. I should have taken a picture of it. It's just, it's nothing to look at. It's a Rosewill case um, server rack for you that runs all my Unraid. So again, about 10 to 12 drives. I can't remember the current count um, in the front and then with uh, everything new in the back. But in this picture right here, when you guys remember, we were talking about uh, switches a few weeks back and kind of how I was having some switch issues. So you'll notice I no longer have a, uh, a beat down Cisco switch in my rack. That top switch is actually one of those TP link switches. Um, I should, I'll should get the model number so we can put it in the show notes. But the top switch is an eight port managed PoE switch from TP-Link, and so my thinking was when I'm making this upgrade is you know massive managed PoE switches are very expensive, like super expensive, right? If you're gonna go unify, if you're gonna go any of those switches, you're talking three hundred dollars or up, usually four hundred, five hundred dollars for a switch. Um, and I don't need every port to be managed, and I don't need every port to be PoE. For me, what I needed was a few ports that are managed. Um, And I needed really three POE switches, two two ports, sorry, two for my unify access points. So in this top TP link uh, switch, first port is just coming straight from the PFSense router, which is actually that Dell PowerEdge R210, which is the third item down there. Um, The second one, the second port and third port go to um, unify access points that are in my ceiling and my attic. So those do run on POE. And with the managed portion of this, those ports allow those access points uh, based off their SSID to access my three different VLANs I have. So, right, that's why I need a managed switch because those access points, the SSIDs are tied to different VLANs. Um, And then uh, the next two ports are tagged for my security camera VLAN. So those go up. One of those ports runs all the way to the attic and I have a separate small cheap non-managed dumb PoE switch up there from TP-Link for all my security cameras around the perimeter of my house that are wired into my attic. So those all go. And so my thinking here, Jim, and and my overall structure here was um, affordability, but still with a managed setup. And so what I did was I have one managed switch branching out to a bunch of dumb switches. Because as long as you can tag your managed switch, that one wire tells all the things down line to be that one VLAN. So in this example, um, when I have that one Ethernet port running for my managed switch up top, anything plugged into that port can be tagged on my security. So as long as everything up in the attic is on my security camera system network, I don't really care. I don't need any extra smart stuff. Um, and then one of these ports is for the Unraid server because I needed that to be managed because the Unraid um, uses my main VLAN plus that VM accesses my security camera VLAN. And then the second switch down is really just that second switch. The big 24 port down there is a dumb switch. So it is a, it is connected up to the managed switch that all that traffic is tagged as just my main VLAN. So that bottom switch down there is for pretty much everything in the house that just connects to my, my main network. Um, so that's your ports around the house That's your Nvidia shields. That's my gaming computer. That's, that's everything. Um, And then right below that is that Dell R210. So that is the new PF sense router for me. I'd had it running on an old Dell Optiplex and this just honestly looks cool. So. Um, that's, that's, that's like one of the main reasons I got it. I love rack mounted gear and it pulls the same power. I was running at, well, it pulls two Watts more. I was running at 31 Watts with the Dell Optiplex, which is the guide admittingly guys. I know that's a lot of power for a router. Um, but if I'm going to do that, this runs at 33 Watts, um, when I'm running PF Sense. So, and, and it was just a lot cleaner. I don't need a shelf for it. A lot less space. Uh, so I really like that, but, but the main kind of Part of this too is is down below. Um, we were talking on on uh Think Computers podcast about how I got a new Vasa mount rack mount adapter. So this adapter was I think $35 from Amazon. Um, Jim, what's the brand? What do we we talked about that brand? It's like the uh they make everything brand. Oh, I'm gonna forget one second. Uh Techstar or well. Uh, StarTech. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. StarTech, Star right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if you're looking for anything, StarTech probably makes right. it. Like they make right. the most random yeah. stuff. They so make really Star,
0: handy stuff. They, just
1: yeah. like this, yeah. right? Okay. So this is literally all it is. Um, so StarTech makes a metal, uh, just a piece of metal. That's really all it is. That is measured perfectly for a rack mount setup. So it's it's kind of like a four, it's probably a three U. I can't remember if it's three U or four U uh, setup. Just a piece of metal that goes across both pieces, and then it has vase amount holes in the middle, and it's recessed a little bit so that it fits really nice. Um, it's actually meant for either a 19 inch screen that fits inside the rack, or you can flip it around. So what I have is I actually have just you know, a 24 inch regular monitor. And if you flip it, as long as you're okay with it sticking outside of the rack a little bit, uh, you can use it in the opposite formation too. So yeah, StarTech little rack mount VESA. So now I have a monitor on it. And when I'm running there, what you guys are seeing, if you're watching the video, and if you're not watching the video, I'll try to explain it, um, is a Grafana dashboard. And what this is, is the Unraid Ultimate Dashboard and this is actually it's it's I didn't build this uh this is a dashboard I, I will try and gr- I'll grab the link from somewhere there's really good instructions um this dashboard someone else built it is a fantastic dashboard for unrate if you just want something that you can quickly pull up see a lot of stats about your server and this is actually just the top of the dashboard I have a little mouse connected to this and I can scroll down and there's a bunch of other information you can get but the um the Unraid Ultimate dashboard runs off the Telegraph docker and the InfluxDB docker. So if you get InfluxDB to store the data, Telegraph pulls all of the you know, sensor data and plugs it into the DB. And then Grafana pulls it. Um, it sends it right into this beautiful Grafana dashboard. And Grafana, the great part is you can share dashboards. So you import this dashboard that someone else built. Um, and it's just absolutely Gorgeous. So I really like it. What I love is that top section actually shows power usage from the UPS that your Unraid box is plugged into. And the way I have my rack set up, everything is powered off my UPS in that rack. So what I get these stats, tell me is it does the calculations for you. It tells you, Hey, your estimated yearly cost right now. And you actually plug in your cost per uh, kilowatt hour into the system. So now I know that on average, um, pulling about, it's going to cost about $184 a year to run my rack, which actually isn't bad for a whole rack of, uh, of it gear. So I love that the top of that dashboard is very power focused. Um, and then showing sensors with temperature. And, and the one thing you guys will notice the keen eyes of you is that I definitely need a new cooler for this new Ryzen 5 5600. I have the stock cooler on there right now and it is, uh, it's not keeping it very cool. So I have a, uh, I have a different cooler on order that I'm going to put on, Put on there because it's running a little hot right now. You had a whole bunch of people at Dashboard.
0: Like last time we were talking about Dashboards, I remember some folks contacting me and they're like, talk more about Dashboards. I love Dashboards.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and that's me too. You know, I'm so into Dashboards that, you know, I'm actually thinking about starting up a syslog server on Unraid and trying to, if you guys have used... Um, Oh, uh, I'm going to forget the name. It's Grafana Loki. That's what it is. So Grafana Loki is an offering that essentially takes, it can act as a syslog server. You can pull logs from Docker, from anywhere, from any other system on your network, and use Grafana as kind of like the parsing system, right? Where you can display certain things, but you can also go through and search through your logs uh, in a very logical way. So that's the next project. I think I'm going to, since I already have Grafana running, um, I might as well add in add in Loki and uh, see if I can start pulling all my logs together. I, that will be a big undertaking for me because I'm not a log guy. Like mm. you guys know me. like i'm I'm just an average guy who just an enthusiast who, <laughs> as long as there's a YouTube video out there on it, I can do it. Um, so I have never worked. I'm I don't work in it. Never have, this has all just been a passion of mine. Um, so diving into logs, I feel like that's like my next level of needing to get there so I can start doing my own, you know, like when, and what led me there was when all this stuff was failing in the past few months, Jim, like I, just, I saw errors in the log, but I had no idea what they meant mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I didn't know how to bring those all together. I didn't yeah. know a good way to search through logs. Um, so now there's gray log, as well, which is another open source logging kind of system. So I might look at Graylog and Grafana Loki. I think those are kind of my next two, next two big projects. Logs are always a mystery. Like, they are. You know, I know uh, that's, that's my problem is like, I don't yeah, know if I would yeah. understand it, even if I, mean, I could parse it. Windows, you know?
0: lo- Windows logging is even more, and then you can, there's different levels you can log at and it's nuts. Like when you, when you think about, you know, those logs are really designed so that for the developers, so they can troubleshoot problems, right? Right. And they know what they're doing. They 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 work in this stuff all day. We look at it and we're like, "Oh my god, what the what? The who? Where? Yeah. What's going on?" So, wow. Well, you've had a uh you've had a busy so you, you got to feel pretty good now
1: about it all, right? <laughs> I came upstairs uh last night and everything was running and hands like I can literally see the difference <laughs> on your face. Like and I was like, yeah, it's it's all good now. Like it is all good. Um so yeah, yeah, it's it's been a very welcomed change. And so now 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 I need suggestions from everyone of like, okay, what else can I do? No, no, let it
0: let well first of all get your cooler fixed. Let it rest. Like just enjoy some stability, you know.
1: Oh, that's no fun.
0: No, I know it's not. Yeah, (laughs) but give it a just just give it a couple weeks. Yeah, then you can start adding stuff to it. So, so anything, anything else uh, that you've been you're know, working on? I can tell my Drobo story here, but uh, anything else?
1: No, I mean, w- actually, it's it fun. We got to cover the new PF Sense box and everything. So, nothing as of yet. I will re- I'll report back on Tdar and let you know. You know, in yeah. the end, because this weeks. is going to take a couple weeks to finish. Right, this is one. Of the, it, it reminds me, Jim, of like when we used to do the nonces. And we used to like, w- what was that called? Um, Burst. Yeah. Yeah. But what was it called when you like did the nonces on the drive? It was like you were something. Oh, like, there was a word for it, right? Yeah. Um, um, anyway. Yeah. You were yeah. plotting. We were plotting, right? Right.
0: Yes. Plotting. So when we we're plotting, it's reminds... not working tonight. It's good. <laughs> I've checked out. Sorry.
1: It, it's like the plotting in the drives, right? So it took, yeah. you know, you would go back in a while. And so I have 4,000 of these, there's 733 that have been done and I've been running this for three days. Yeah. Uh, so this is going to be a multi-week project, but I'll be very curious to tell you guys in the end, how many files did I do and how much space did I save? Because I think for a lot of us who are who have big media servers, and I, I know there's a few of you in the community, I know it's not everyone, but there's a few of you who have pretty big media servers. Um, this could be a, a worthwhile endeavor.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't disagree. The the part about converting two six four to two six five, now that I like. Like uh when the when the Drobo did go down, I lost a whole bunch of, of plots for for Chia. Mm-hmm. And I ended up, I ended up replotting them. The drives were still fine. So I put them in drive extenders and, you know, did some, you know, some docking stations and, but I had to replot. So I think for a month I've been replotting and keeping track, every morning I come down, check the spreadsheets, see, see what's finished, count it against what's actually, it's a little bit, I mean, I never do that for my job. But it's a little bit of, I don't know. There's something weird
1: about you it. You would love that. Keep because like, yeah. I love yeah. pulling up the dashboard and seeing where it's at. Oh, and one more thing. One more yeah. upgrade. I yeah, actually yeah. don't have in yet. But um, I don't know if you guys... I mean, I'm sure, see, you guys have all been here and done that. That's the problem. When I come mm. to this show and I talk mm. about server stuff, you guys are like, oh, Mike, that's yeah. so funny. Yeah, Back in the good. Windows Home server days. That's um, I discovered recently the power of a really like high quality HBA card for adding more SATA ports to your server. So I have been historically using the cheap 30 to $50, you know, one uh, X PCIe, you know, six port SATA. And I really didn't know how much that was hindering my speed on my drives. I was att- attributing all my bad speed to my spinners on an unraid to unraid the way it writes being slow to the array. Uh, after a lot of research figured out that's not the case, it's because I'm sharing a one, six gigabyte per second connection with six drives. So instead of six gigabytes per second for each individual drive, I'm doing that to one. So I did grab um, an LSI 9240 um, uh, HBA card. And so that's coming soon. I'm going to put that in. so that what that runs is it can run eight drives off two of the cords. and I forgot what those cords are called. they are the SFF cords, right SFF to SATA um, cards. so it's this, there's two ports on this HBA card that run out, and both of those cords split into four different SATAs So this card can support eight um, but it, it's it's a you know obviously it's the right way to do SATA expansion, yeah. not wow. the cheap way. Yeah. but these cards, like I was shocked Jim. Everyone is saying, hey, by the way, go on eBay because all the old ones, all the IT people are getting rid of. And sure enough, um, there are ones that are even already flashed into IT mode. So that's what you need to do with these. You need to flash them to IT mode so that they're not a RAID card anymore. They're just an HBA. Right. They just make a JBOD, right? right. Um, so for $65 on eBay, you can go and get a enterprise grade LSI HBA card, right? Um, to be determined if I got ripped off, maybe it was a counterfeit. We will find out come Sunday when this thing arrives. Uh, but finally going to do my SATA expansion correctly. I'm really excited to do my first parody check and unraid <laughs> with full speed to all those drives instead of a uh, very, very, very limited speed, which I didn't realize I was, I didn't realize I was a uh, hindering my performance on unraid. Until it it will, it will. especially
0: though. the way you use unraid. So, you know, you're always pushing it. If, if, if you weren't doing so much storage, if you didn't have your family watching TV from it, if you weren't like, yeah, you weren't, or if encoding. I was
1: using bigger drives. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Cause like most like yeah. my board, even the new board has yeah. six SATA ports. Yeah. That would be, I could get six SATA ports worth of the same amount of capacity, probably more if I was using eight, 10, 12, 16 terabyte drives. I'm just, I'm still stuck on, I started on four. I never wanted to update my parity drive beyond four. Um, because that's a for some reason in your brain in Unraid, if you're gonna move to bigger drives, you your parity needs to be as big as your biggest drive. Yep. So you need to buy two. It's yeah. like, well, if I'm gonna upgrade, well, I need to buy upgrade my parody and this. And I was just never able to make that that purchase. But um, John, I will yes. So what I will work on today. So John Biggs and Chad asked if I can get links and models for all the stuff I talked about today. Um, yes, I will yeah. do that it's and maybe sure by I Saturday gym before yeah. Saturday so you can I'll put throw him in the on the show. Notes on the on the show. show. Yeah. Yep. The world class, world class show notes. World, world class. class, and they're world they're class. gonna be world class this time. I'm gonna get you all the links. Oh, nice.
0: <laughs> nice. Just by noon, and then I'll release it, and then we'll watch the premiere together
1: on YouTube. If I don't it's do it right, it right after the show, you'll never get them. So I'm gonna better. You better get it done.
0: You better get it. We'll we'll yeah. quit early tonight just for you,
1: John. <laughs> so,
0: John. By the way, I gotta, I to gotta hear you.
1: about how you got your server back up.
0: Too. Yeah, I should say uh, welcome, John Biggs, to the show. He told me for months, he was telling me when he retired, how, how he was going to bug me and he'd be in the live show all the time. And I think he retired, I think he retired like six months ago. And this is the first night I've seen him in the show. So John, welcome. welcome He's back. been busy. He's been busy. Don't John, don't give it all away in your first couple weeks of retirement, man. There's, you need to save some of those things to do, uh, until you get a little bit later. Ooh, ooh, look at this. Oh, ooh. wow. What, what are we drinking? what is it? oh it's a mule nice looks like a movie star tonight. she's all dolled up but she went out without you, Jim? Uh, she'd been out she'd oh, been out of corporate okay. corporate she'd been into corporate, corporate. she was at a work party she's oh. at a work party so this saves me from having to go to the fridge for the emergency beer
1: thank you there you go for, yeah for was the, that, is that a specialized cocktail
0: because i ran out of it's a mule
1: oh, it's just it's just a, it's just easy, a regular okay. mule hey looks what good. bourbon did you use
0: Oh, it's a mule. Yeah, I was thinking it was old fashioned. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Tito's probably right.
0: Uh, yeah, Tito's probably. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what I think that's what we carry. So we, um, <laughs> so the other day I was kind of, I'm not gonna say I ran out of projects, but I needed something to do, and this the drobo has been staring me in the face, and I thought, you know, we'd had that conversation with, either we just had it, no, we were getting ready to have it with Jay. And I was thinking, you know, I, maybe I can ask Jay about a small form factor board to retrofit into the Drobo, Ooh, yeah. so I could take advantage of the Drobo drive base. That would look. That would be pretty cool. So I thought, let me pull this thing apart. It's I've never pulled the Drobo apart. It's surprisingly easy. It's like four screws. the th- The cover slides off of it. There's f- there's three on one side, I think three or four on one side, and three or four on the other. You pull those out, the whole thing comes apart. Like
1: and is everything in there user like available?
0: Yeah. Oh, well, uh, really? Okay. The board's not. No, the okay. board is not for sure. It's definitely proprietary. But like, but, is the
1: CPU soldered to the board and the RAM? Oh, yeah. To the board you're not or... getting anything.
0: You're not okay. getting anything off of that thing. Got it. Like, it's Got all it. one okay. unit, right? It's like a Mac. It's like a Mac Mini. It's all. You're not. You're not separating any of that stuff. But so, took it all apart. Kind of cleaned it up. Blew blew some parts out. I was just just kind of seeing like how is this thing put together. And then I go. I wonder. I want I I wonder if I plugged this thing in, like, you know, just what it'll do. So I plugged it in, lights come on, the blinkies come on, and I'm doing some stuff. And I'm like
1: And they oh. didn't do that before?
0: Yeah, they did. They did. Oh, okay. I was just, just monkeying around with it. Like yeah, I'm just trying yeah. to get a feel for it. I said, I wonder what happened if I plugged a drive into this thing. So I plugged a drive in, light comes on, turns green. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's new like uh that they've always been red. like when they fail they you know they go red. So I start putting the thing I put the thing back together enough that it you know in theory it could work and I put a couple drives on it. They both go green. I plug the network connection in. it shows up on the network. And I'm like, oh, it, it shows up with drives. It's working. That's <laughs> like, what the now Mike, I had tested this thing, for hours, trying to get it back, you know, before when I kind of considered it dead. Swap drives around, whatever. So I called John, my son. I said, Hey, do you have some drives I could borrow to test this thing with? He's like, Oh, I've got SSDs and IC docs. Is that going to work? I'm like, perfect. So he he gives me three of those. We plug them in. It, it, I put the thing back together. It works like it was never, like it was never a problem. Had to format it a couple times and do some I'm never gonna trust it. <laughs> let's just let us be really clear about this for a second. I don't care how well it's working right now, I can never trust this thing again because I took it apart.
1: Well, so, but so the only thing you did though was blow it out from dust, right? Like yeah. physically mm. there was no I might have tightened else? up
0: some connections. I mean, who okay. knows, right? Yeah when you, when you take right. those.
1: well and those... it's amazing what dust like dust conducts electricity. Right. So when you've got dust in a system, like it can cause shorts and yeah. things like that. So yeah. Well it's super that, fun. Like it yeah. was a
0: super fun. Like I had nothing to lose. I had already written the thing off. And uh and so it's sitting
1: there. It's been
0: it's got four <laughs> you've, you've
1: got chi in it, don't you?
0: <laughs> no, not yet, but I'm gonna oh, okay, but it. but I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna use it for some of that. Yeah. Um it's got four SSDs in it that you know, it's pretty fast. And uh and it, it's running again. So again. I don't know. I've thought about just selling it, putting it on eBay for fifty bucks, and saying, you know, used, definitely yeah. used, type deal.
1: Right.
0: Um, just get rid of it. Although it's just handy to have, it's kind of handy to have with a couple of discs. The problem is, Mike, it's the same problem you have. Is okay. Then I have it, and then I'm like, now I wonder I how much stuff it. I could put on it. <laughs> right? You can't leave yeah. it be. No, you just can't. Never. You can't just let it I'm be. already
1: wondering, like, okay, maybe that board was just bad with all the stuff I had on it. The old board I pulled out that I know Did is dead. Did you throw dead. it.
0: Has it gone? No. Have you recycled no. it? Oh, God.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> so it's going to end up in another system. And it's gonna, and then that one's going to fail.
0: Well, it's going to work. I, no, it's going to work for you the first time.
1: Maybe. Yeah, you're right. The first no, time No, it's it going to.
0: And you're going to be like, oh, I brought it back from the dead. And then yeah. you're going to. And it's going to work for a while. And then you are going to put something mission critical on it because you're gonna you're gonna get lured into trusting it.
1: Jim, you yeah. We've <laughs> obviously been podcasting too long together because you know exactly what I'm going to do. Like yeah. to, to the team, yeah. that's exactly what's gonna happen. Oh, uh, it's John? a good thing I don't have a spare. I I've used up all my cases. I don't have anything to put that in. Is the problem? And I actually don't even have another power supply. I've used up all those and I've gifted those to other people. So I have no other power supply. So I, I might actually give this, I might actually trash this
0: one. I've got, i got an extra one if you want. Um,
1: John says,
0: <laughs> John says, I should listen. If you ever want to hold on, if you ever want to guarantee you're never going to lose a power supply again, just buy a really expensive extra one. That's set that you, you like that yeah, you put on the shelf and you're like, okay, I'm saving this for an emergency, yeah. right? I'm someday one of my power supplies is going to blow. And I'm going to need an extra one. And now I have one. I've had this thing for almost three years. Like, it's just sitting on the,
1: it just sits there. It's yep. my backup.
0: It's my backup yeah. power supply, right? How many watts
1: is it? Oh,
0: 750.
1: Oh, yeah. That's nice. I'll right. buy that off you. I it's... actually need one for my no, gaming PC. No, because then as soon as I sell it to you, something will blow up. I'll give you my 500. <laughs> Can oh. we trade? <laughs>
0: There it is right there if you're watching I'll give you my
1: 500, video. my pocket lint, and a bust token. 7, seven uh, EVGA. Yeah, that's a great one. That's what I have in my it's own right server. No, that's actually the so exact one I have in my own right gold server.
0: Gold power supply. Yeah, it's a, it's good, a
1: great it's one. It's good. modular, right?
0: Uh, it is. It's very yeah, modular. I love yeah. that
1: power supply. Yeah, I
0: got a, I got a pretty good deal on it. Um, I'll sell it for 25% more to you for that. Oh, see, <laughs> now you're learning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Proud.
0: So um, yeah, proud moment, proud, proud Papa, proud Papa moment,
1: yeah, (laughs) proud (laughs) scalper moment.
0: (laughs) The uh, but as soon as I as soon as I give that to you, like this guarantees Guarantees. nothing's ever going to go wrong. Like I'm never going to lose a power supply. So that's how you. That's true. Just have extra. um, Just okay. So John John Big says I shut down his Windows Home Server 2011 box tonight, and uh, wondering now what he can do with the hardware. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't John, don't. I, this Unraid. I do this. I've got this shuttle. I've got a, uh, Adam pro- Remember the old Adam processor? Yeah. yeah. So I've got one of those boards. I think it's got 16 gigs of Ram in it. And, uh, it, it is just literally the biggest POS. Like it just does. But I've got, I mean, I've got some Chia running some Chia cl- uh, clients, some, some forks. And I—that's that poor CPU. I, I just keep waiting for it to blow. But it still I, works. That—that's like, like it. that was
1: me on my Unraid box. Like it still works. It so like work why, well, why? Why? Well, yeah, man, it doesn't true. work well. John, what's the? Uh, I'm curious, John. What's the hardware? Right? Like, is it actually reusable hardware that you could put into like a working Unraid box? Unraid will run on
0: anything. Look at this. He's still running Windows Media Center. He's worse than me, on a on a tw- on an 09 build powered by a Seaton. PCM oh. CIA tuner card.
1: Ooh, okay, yeah, John, so I, I might can... be, I might be kicked out of the podcast community for saying this. Okay. What's the difference between Windows Home Server and Windows Media Center?
0: Um, well, Home Server is an OS.
1: Okay, uh,
0: Media Center is an add-on. Was an add-on to Windows.
1: So you could just you could run a Windows t- quote unquote Windows Ten, Windows Ninety Eight, Windows Ninety Five, whatever with Windows Media Center. Windows on. Eight
0: it- was. Windows 8 was the last version that supported Windows Media Center, and then they okay. had, I think, they had an upgrade to Windows 10 that you had to buy or something.
1: So, it's like is that. it kind of like running Plex? Yeah, it's an application. Windows. It's yeah. an application. Okay. Windows Media Got Center
0: it. is an application. Got it. Got yeah, it. Yeah. So, Joe, I never
1: played with either of those. Surprisingly, Joe says uh... get the torches. Yeah. This. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mike's. Oh yeah, here. Mike's new here. <laughs> so yeah, I've never, I've never actually run a Windows Home Center.
0: Uh, yeah, this it goes way back. We, it's all we talked about <laughs> for a lot of years a lot of years. Wow. Uh, Let me, hold on, let me take a sip of this mule that's, I I didn't even ask for this thing. So this morning, mm, so this morning, um, I had a 7 o'clock call with South Africa. And so I needed to be, you know, kind of down here early. Started brewing the coffee, but it didn't get done until after I was on the call. And Sarah's like, you want me to bring it down? And I'm like, nah, don't worry about it. I'll be fine. Well, I didn't, the call was 2 hours. Oh, and i ran out of coffee like 30 yeah. minutes in so i pinger would you bring it down to me so in a moment when i was talking and i'm on zoom i'm the i'm on the big screen i'm talking this hand that comes through the you know i have curtains here yeah. this hand comes through the curtain with a pot of coffee just sets it down on my desk and everybody thought that was just
1: the greatest thing ever they're like like jim's got an assistant get, that brings him coffee what you get you coffee
0: like... delivered in an old school in an old school, um, um, you know,
1: um, like, yeah, if you just put it in the Uber eats notes, when they deliver your (laughs) Starbucks, they'll actually come into your house, give them the code. They'll hand it to you.
0: Uh, they have a, they have a, yeah, they have a code in my garage door so they can do that. So drobo's back working again. Uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll just kind of, we'll just kind of see how it goes. So, um, well, Mike, thanks for sharing all that with us. Getting caught up on the on the on your Unraid box and and all yeah, those pieces. Happy
1: to share. I mean, that was it was so funny how fast and furious that happened. That was all within. Uh, yeah,
0: you did it pretty fast, fast. but well, that doesn't last surprise week. me. That doesn't <laughs> surprise. It doesn't. That just doesn't surprise me um, at all. Are you uh, are you reeling from the crypto at all?
1: Um, I I am uh still just kind of set right now, and I'm I'm not freaking out. I'm trying not to. Yeah, like I shouldn't. haven't made any moves, you right? Shouldn't. Good. And so yeah. I'm letting it just just happen. Um, I have I made this and I actually took it off my dashboard on my phone, right? Because iPhone whatever they're called widgets. I took the widget off, and I just set alerts to alert me when it gets up to a certain level. Because you know what I'm like, I'll, I'll probably ride this down as far as I can go because I've seen this happen before, Jim, like you and I have both seen this dive so hard. And even when you think it's bad, it gets worse yep. and then it gets yep. worse and then yep. it gets worse. And now look where we're at compared to those prices when we thought we were at the rock bottom. Right. right. So right. I just, right. I, I know how this story goes. Um, You know, and if I'm wrong and if I'm wrong, but it's not for me, the money I have in there is not life changing money. Um, It's, it could money.
0: be life changing if it goes the other direction.
1: Exactly. That's what yeah. it is for me. It's money that could be life changing, yeah. but you know what? Yeah. If in the end it actually did go to zero, um, still gonna be able to eat. My kids are gonna be fine. Yeah, so. it will be fine. It's the, so, I, so I just don't watch it anymore. You didn't bet the farm on it. You didn't. No. So is it is it up down? I legit have not looked at crypto prices in about a week.
0: Yeah, I, I'm hearing from a lot that are in that. They're just kind of like, ah, listen. If you were, if you, if you feel like you missed it okay now it's the now is literally okay so
1: it went down that's that's my answer yeah <laughs> it's now, to, or down let me look again
0: <laughs> now, now you got yeah up. yeah now let, let's just let's just okay uh let me hold it we get over here i'm in coin yes now is definitely the time so especially on bitcoin so um uh, don't forget we got that offer going on 10 bucks after your first hundred dollar purchase or trade uh you get 10 we get 10 and uh head over to the slash coinbase if you want to jump in and kind of join us on this again don't you know don't don't do money you can't afford to lose and i'm not a financial advisor and this is not financial advice so all that other stuff but if you want to join us in that it's kind of fun i like everything's on sale so oh I'm man kinda,
1: it is down i got i mean
0: yeah yeah i took some okay. like mike i i always set aside some in cash for these moments and then these smart. moments happen. And I'm like, I'm like, well, maybe oh, yeah. it can some go a little bit really lower. Low. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a good time. It's a good time to buy. So hopefully, uh, John, I was talking with John and he'd put some stop loss stuff in. And so yeah, you got to protect yourself. Be smart about it. Oh, there was a, and there's a bunch of new coins where you can make 5 to $10 just watching videos. So if you want to get in, you don't want to trade your money and get, get in there, watch those videos, get Coinbase's money, and, uh, and, and mess around that way. It's not a bad way to do it. guy.tv slash Coinbase. Big thanks to Christian, of course, for hosting Home Gadget Geeks, maplegrovepartners.com. If you need secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust, I got to call him. I just, I haven't talked to him in a long time. Uh, Reach out, home, no, reach out to maplegrovepartners.com and get that done. Big thanks to our Patreon supporters, for, for what they do. If you want to join us on Patreon, TheAverageGuy.tv slash Patreon. If you want to join us in our Discord group, TheAverageGuy.tv slash Discord, I don't, it's not too difficult to find these things, right? Just put TheAverageGuy.tv slash whatever you're thinking it should be. You'll probably get there. And then don't forget, leave us a message. Love to hear from you during the holiday season, at least here in the United States. HomeGadgetGeeks.com. Leave a message and we'll get you done. You can always send me an email, Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. Find me on Twitter at Jay Olson. He is at Uyghur Tech. Man, that's a lot of stuff. We didn't have a lot of things going on tonight, so I thought I'd get all of those out for you. Join us, or join me, even if you're listening live tonight. Join me Saturday, noon Central, premiere of this show on YouTube. And we'll just, we can just chat in the chat room for a little bit. I'll be producing I'll be doing some other things for Home Gadget Geeks, but it'd be great to see you. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at the Average the TV Live. I got a story for the post show, so if you're listening live, hang tight. I got a new toy for the shed. Mm. You know, I've been on a tool binge. We'll shed talk about that. The in, we'll talk about that in the, <laughs> the post show. With that, we'll say goodbye.